All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all are not this is ready. Uh, Black. Y'all Black. Get ready. Table. Table. Read. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Black Table Read. We the team to get you focused. Hey. We the hottest. We the baddest. We the boldest. Turn up the volume. It's your people. Yeah, you know this. Young Black artists in the fold. Yeah, we own it. Yeah. Welcome back. No, no, no. Oh, or the other song that I had in my head was A Moment Like This. So, people. No. Taking it back to season one of American Idol. Yo, welcome back, everybody, to Black Table Read. But most importantly, welcome back to. Lydia, our queen of shade, back in the building. Burr, 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 burr. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> she been out there on the seven seas doing a thing, and she is back, back with us. Um, How was everything? How was it to be back and all that good stuff? It feels good to be back and, you know, not feeling like I'm in the middle of nowhere. There, There is a bit of solace that you have while being out on the ocean. For those of you who didn't know, I took a, another contract with Norwegian Cruise Line to do the beautiful show after midnight. Um, our cast, we actually got to close the show. So the show is no longer on the Norwegian Escape, but it was a beautiful experience. And yeah, it was it was cool. I um, I had the opportunity to be out there on the water, but also just like, you know, making connections with people and, you know, actually looking forward to new opportunities to possibly do another show, um, either out there on sea or on land. So we shall see how that goes. But no, I'm glad to be back in the fold with you and seeing hey. what was tea. I, I'm I'm happy that the the past few episodes with our, our wonderful guest. Uh, Diani Rodriguez, Miss Brittany Miniweather, shout out to y'all, beautiful souls, for gracing your mics and coming onto our show and making it do what it do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, we, we can never replace the queen, so it's it's always good to to have you back. So <laughs> for all our first time listeners, just a few introductions. My name is Jerry's Clyde, aka Mr. King Petty himself. One more time, this is Lydia Iku, the Queen of Shade. And if you're wondering why we have those nicknames, you will find out in due time. <laughs> in due time. Go back and listen to some episodes. But all right, y'all, yeah. let's jump right into it like we always do. Let's do it from the top. That's our black top. This is kind of where we talk about it all from pop culture to sports to politics, whatever it is, we got to talk about it off the rip. So you want to get us started real quick, Miss Queen? I'll do that. So shout out to our LGBTQIA plus community. It is Pride Month. And to start that off, we have, it's a it's a quick little news blurb. Miss um, Anjanou Ellis, if you're not familiar with her, you should be. She graced the screen as both Venus and Serena's mother in the, <laughs> the Oscar-worthy film, uh, King Richard. She was also in one of my favorite movies, Undercover Brother as Sister Girl, amongst countless others, Lovecraft Country, literally the filmography tis is long. She actually is working on a new project, um, producing um, a film about Miss Fannie Lou Hamer, and I'm looking forward to that. There's actually a short about it that she has on YouTube, so 
go ahead, shout that out. But just getting about the news, she recently came out as bisexual. So she was actually at the Essence Black Woman and Hollywood Awards back in March. And she wore a beautiful red and Dolce Gabbana suit jacket with the word queer spelled out in rhinestones. I mean, if you're going to come out, why not come out with a bang and with some bling? And, you know, it's it's just in times like this, especially as we're celebrating with those for Pride Month, you know, it's it's already just enough to come into your own when you feel comfortable enough to do so. And like she said herself, you know, she had that feeling when she was younger and growing up in Mississippi, growing up, you know, raised by her grandmother who was well into the church and, you know, us in the black community, we know what it can be like when you are raised in that sort of dynamic, you know, you don't have those conversations with your elders about sexuality and everything like that. So she even said, you know, that she hid it away from not only her family and her peers, she hid it away from herself. So, you know, just a better time for her to just feel more comfortable with that and being able to come out and be comfortable with it and, you know, embracing it. And also she has the goal to, you know, be in different projects that she'll either, you know, accept or produce herself where she is highlighting, you know, folks that are of, you know, within the community and, you know, putting that within the work. So shout out to her and shout out to those who are celebrating this month, this year, and, you know, continue to be your best selves. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like being your best authentic self. We can always stand that. And so shout out to Miss Ingenue on everything that she has coming up and and her coming out and living her truth. So shout out to that. So switching gears to some fandom, you know, I'm a big time nerd, so I'm gonna hit the fandom as hard as I can. But I uh, kind of a sour note on, on this one. Uh, so I'm a big time like Teen Wolf fan. I was uh the michael j fox movie is by far one of my favorites from that time period but then they went and did the tv show tyler posey uh and dylan o'brien and i'm like season one to the end i was ride or die mondays like don't call me don't text me or nothing like that uh in season uh i want to say season three it, they introduced a new character uh who was paid by arden cho uh who was um of Asian descent and so they have the revival that's about to come up on Paramount Plus. Well, she will not be a part of it because of pay disparaging uh with her her co-star. So she was offered much less than um her white co-stars. And so because of that, she's decided that she just, you know, had to say no just because of you know, as as we further into this evolution of of the industry and everything, it makes sense to have equal pay and talk about salaries and that kind of thing. And and she was being offered half the per episode salary as other actresses who were white. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely gonna miss her. Her character was actually pretty dope. She was a kitsune. Um, and if you don't know that, go look that up. It's a really cool. Um, a character and and just her ability so i am gonna miss her but i definitely understand at some point you just gotta say you know what um pay me or get out my face <laughs> like that's just kind of what it boils down to so uh shout out to her standing again standing in your truth standing in your power and and knowing what your worth is so all right sis what else we got over there so it was something that you had about star wars um 
that I saw that was very interesting. Um, oh, the, yeah. The Another fandom yeah. I'm part of. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. All right, so uh, staying in the vein of the fandom. So Star Wars recently uh, debuted Obi-Wan Kenobi on Paramount. I'm not, oh, not Paramount Plus, Lord. Disney Plus. Uh, and it follows the story of Obi-Wan after the events of Revenge of the Sith. It takes place about 10 years after those events. But uh, we got introduced to a character named Reva. So Reva is a Sith, uh, is an Inquisitor, which basically is someone underneath Darth Vader that goes out and hunts Jedi and everything. Uh, the actress playing her is the brilliant Moses Ingram. Uh, you might have seen her in The Queen's Gambit and The Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, she's done a phenomenal job. I literally just watched um, episode four the other day, and it's, oh my God, it's still good. Well, unfortunately, Star Wars is known for having very toxic and racist fandoms as well. Uh, we saw the same with uh, John Boyega when he was cast in A Force Awakens in the new trilogy. Um, and something that Love Star him. Wars did that, oh yeah, dude's dope. Uh, I wish they would have <laughs> done more with him in Star Wars. Though. Um, uh, yeah. But the one thing that Star Wars did this time around that I'm not sure if they did last time, they actually made a post about it um and it says i quote uh there are more than 20 million sentient species in the star wars galaxy don't choose to be a racist uh we are proud to welcome moses ingram to the star wars family and excited for reva's story to unfold if anyone intends to make her feel in any way uncomfortable we have only one thing to say we resist uh and so ingram on her own instagram account went on to show that she had a few messages uh, from these toxic fandoms and she said there's hundreds of them and but it was nice to see that uh, a fandom and a, and a kind of a, a legacy type uh, uh, what am I trying to say um, thing like Star Wars would have her back like that so that was that was very great to see um, and her, like I said her character is great her character development I can't wait to see but uh, there ain't no stopping this train y'all sorry black white brown purple whatever you're going to see these faces on these screens, whether you want to or not. That's just how it's going to okay. ride. So uh, be prepared. <laughs> be, be prepared. Because we, we, look, we coming. <laughs> we are coming. So, all right. It's on to uh, what we got. One more thing. Yes. Yeah. And and just, just to, to finish off with that one, it's, it yeah. is kind of crazy when it comes to, you know, comic books and, things like star wars and just just in the or even marvel i mean like oh yeah i was actually listening to jamel hill's podcast and she had um dr gay uh who is actually writing the books for uh the world of wakanda and she was saying oh, i love that be you know you, you got folks in the marvel scene who definitely are passionate when it comes to you know things like spider the purist the sp the yeah. purest, as we call them, yeah. Yeah, but then you know you had something like Wakanda, you know, especially for us as you know within the black community, not even just with us within the black community, just within Marvel. Period. Yeah, it's, it's for the culture, you know. So you have folks that are just as passionate about you know the importance of Wakanda and what it could represent, and you know just having something like this within Star Wars. You know, we're talking what 40, 50 plus years of fandom. Yeah, and to have. Even before that, the only black character that was at least seen was Lando Calrissian in the original. Right, and that um, was so, Billy D. Billy so, D. You know, so to expand you know, upon that, you know, having right. more visibility, it means a lot. Right, and 
you know, it, the same thing happened with Hunger Games about mm. the character Rue in the movie. And it was like the, you know, this is a sense of uh, uncomfortability and, and, you know, racism and the, the two-headed snake that it is just yeah. biting at it. And it's just like, you know, y'all. Y'all will be all right. Y'all have had things- how many years? Right, and how many years on on screen and television? <laughs> Y'all be right. right, and it's just like the essence of change people are so afraid of. And with that vein, let's let's jump into this next story. Mm. So, this next one it definitely will switch gears again. Um, so for any of my Abbott Elementary fans out there, I what, I, have what? Not, I have not caught up on the show yet, so I'm gonna jump on. Before Man, what have you been season. doing? <laughs> Listen, I've been out on the water for eight months, and now I'm about to just jump into all the things you that I have missed. You just stay in the house and and I can't. And watch the grind everything. doesn't stop, and and when I have the time to fit it in, I shall. And thank the Lord for these streaming services because, yeah, just trying to catch up on things on the cable TV. That's this. It just takes a lot. But oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so recently, Quinna Brunson, who is the creator and star within the show of Abbott elementary she was recently hit with some criticism about fans and just people who wanted to have her come up with an abbott elementary school shooting episode now just let's 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 break it down really quick if you live here in america and you understand what we have been dealing with when it comes to gun violence And when it comes to mass shootings, we were just hit with multiple mass shootings. Critically enough, we were hit with a school shooting that happened in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 people were shot and killed, two teachers, 17 students, all within the ages of 9 to 10, possibly 11 years old. And, you know, it's, it's definitely an issue that we as Americans have to realize it's a problem with that quinna also went into it saying you know i just need y'all to chill out because something like that is not what we want to show want the show to be about but we want to be able to you know make sure that our show is is seen you know as a as a family show but also realizing that something like a school shooting episode yes it can bring light but it also is just not within what we're you know wanting to push out yet so she tweeted late last week and said it's wild how many people have asked for a school shooting episode of the show that i write people are that deeply removed from demanding more from the politicians they've elected and are instead demanding entertainment i can't ask quote are y'all okay anymore because the answer is no i mean that's that's pretty clear as it is if you are a blue-breaded human (laughs) How would you be okay with something like that? And in the sense of entertainment, I mean, it is kind of sad that you have so many people that would want that to be pushed, especially after something so soon as a school mass shooting has just happened. Um, I mean, Jerry's like, you let me know. I, I, I definitely have my thoughts on it. And, you know, seeing as that we have a whole table read to get through. Yeah. It it definitely, I mean, it it, it, it would it would honestly like get, anybody anybody's gears grinded because they're children even with the the grocery store shooting in new york like yeah yeah, it's it stuff just being piled on on top of each other and then you get (laughs) 
Yeah, and you get something like this where it's just like, oh, it's a show. Give yeah. us something. Like, show us what it could that's be a, like. It's like that's a weird no. request. That is a very, a very weird request. It's a heinous request. You know, it's like, like the show is a comedy, first of all. Yeah. It's a comedy, like, first of all. And it's not to say that they can't jump into situations like that. I mean, it's almost like with Blackish. Like they definitely hit different situations and scenarios where, you know, they opened up the conversation. But yeah, yeah, they and, and and but they 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 had the basis for it, you know. They they kind of came out the gate swinging with hard topics, especially as it relates to black culture, um, it, and made it palatable for ABC to distribute. You know what I'm saying? And same with uh, Grownish and uh, Mixedish. You know, all that stuff was yeah. based and and in a way as a vehicle to have the hard conversations and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that's a weird request. As someone who literally just had a full blown dream uh, several nights ago about being in the middle and the aftermath of a active shooter, yeah, I would not recommend it. <laughs> uh, it's wow. like the yeah, I had a full blown dream, and so much so I'm I'm crate. I remember vividly in the dream cradling a child, um, mm. and just weeping and like my body even like in the dream and my body i remember waking up and like sweat and tears and just being like i'm afraid like not only i'm afraid like as a black person half the time i'm afraid for my kids that i don't even have kids but kids <sighs> that i know and i like it's just a whole thing so a request like that is so triggering and i don't think people realize like there are stories that need to be told but there's a there are various vehicles Abbott ain't one of them. <laughs> so and leave Quinn that where that it very is. very clear, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. chill out. <laughs> yeah, leave chill that where out. that is. Let that be entertainment and escapism for those who need it. Because uh, it is needed. Um, unfortunately, yes. reality is kind of heinous. And yeah, you need you need doses of escapism. That's, that's what entertainment is for. Uh, but there are various vehicles in entertainment, I believe, that can be used for that. <laughs> so Absolutely. Oh, child. All right. We still gotta get this table read, Lord. We do. <laughs> well, y'all, y'all stay with us. We're about to jump into the table read, and we'll be right back with y'all. Welcome back. All right, so we're about to jump into this table read. The title of today's episode is called Badooey, though. We want to talk about, you know, just being in the industry of, you know, as artists and, you know, as actors. And we are definitely, <laughs> we are within a vein where, especially within theater, that is obsessed with reboots and sequels and prequels and all the quills. But is it really necessary to continue on with those reboots or is it necessary to continue with certain revivals of shows? So you have, you know, a lot of tours and, you know, things that's on Broadway, off Broadway, regional theaters where there are, are shows that are like 30, 40, 50 years old within the canon. And it's like, OK, great. So we have those shows. They're classics for a reason. But you also have new works that definitely could, you know, get the spotlight. But is it necessary? 
to have those reboots and the the prequels and things or is it necessary to hear those new voices and have those emerge is it time to have that new perspective and viewpoint within the human condition so we'll focus on whether or not we really need it for the former and what your thoughts can be after that so jerry's what you think i know you are a lover of a good revival but um like it depends on the revival though yeah but you know a new work could definitely really like make a difference oh yeah so i i recently um saw a strange loop on broadway Mm. uh and then so i i I guess all the works that i saw uh a couple weeks ago on new york were technically new works if if you want to you know take it out of normal canon so i saw beetlejuice i saw hades town and i saw strange loop which is like new new like a fresh pair of jays new they got that ticket Uh, money y'all you know, I got a favor. <laughs> I got a cousin. <laughs> you know, everybody got that yeah. cousin that you just hit. Hey, I'm in town. Ta- All right. Where you want to go? I appreciate you. Love you. To Broadway. <laughs> Look. So, yeah, we went to go see A Strange Loop. And I tell you, I'm still talking about that show. Um, because of just the the ingeniousness of, like, so many different angles. Like we could have a whole table read on a strange loop, and it would probably could, be two parts. But I haven't parts. watched it, so we'll see. it's it's. But it's like, <laughs> but it's one of those like once you do, you're gonna be like, yeah, we we gotta do something, you know. But it's a new voice with new voices of like stories that we never would have thought of, you know, that exist in reality and in our circle and in our industry. But we don't really talk about it, and especially like as Black people, um, as it relates to uh, Black people in the church and and LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. and identity and finding yourself and you know just all that just coming together in a well thought out show is one of those. I was like, I have not seen anything this good in like a minute. Granted, Beetlejuice and Hades Town were dope. Like I enjoyed it a lot but this was something entirely different um one that you leave like like i remember sitting in my chair because it was crowded and packed out and i just remember like thinking and like really really letting the thoughts just kind of cascade one into another and i think that's what we need like i don't have a problem with a reboot or a revival but i think the thing that i'm always curious about and and i would love to ask producers and creators what is the point of telling this story now? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we had the we had Cam- uh, Camelot just got announced getting a revival. Kinky Boots is getting a revival. Um, something else is about to come, but you got all these like various revivals about to come out. You know, we had Oklahoma a while back had a revival uh, once on this island, but I think we have to a- truly ask ourselves. Um, why like why now why does why does this need to happen what what are we expecting to to unearth or rediscover or discover in this retelling of something like i don't get the i don't get the you know the butterflies when i think about you know going to see camelot <laughs> i just don't like it's like oh yeah <laughs> but i'm sure as hell mad that i miss seeing once on this island um the revival mm, yes um and i was in the, 
oh, I'm still mad at my friend. I just, every time I think about it, I just want to just stomp him down <laughs> six feet and then stomp oh. two more. Just, but I'm going to bring him back. I'm going to bring him back to life. Um, well, we do not condone violence on this podcast. Unless, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Wink, wink. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. We don't. Uh, but, um, but no, it, it was like, it, it was one of those like revivals that that kind of met wherever I was um, as, you know, again, as a black person in theater, there's not a lot of visibility growing up for us to like pull from, you know what I'm saying? Um, yes. And even the opera, like somebody asked me that recently, like what, what's a dream role? And I always have like the weirdest, like, like physical and mental reaction to that because it's like, uh, uh, I don't, um, I don't, what? <laughs> Because, like, up until, like, probably the mid-2000s, there wasn't actual roles that showcase, like, a person of color in a leading role. You know, whether it was TV, film, or, you know, especially, like, musical theater and opera. Like, you had one or two, like, world-renowned opera singers that were black. Okay. And then, like, musical theater... I could barely name like five off the top of my head that were a a leading role at the time, you know, when I was growing up in high school and college. Um, But yeah, so it's like, I don't, I don't know, you know, if if we're going to retell this, it's like right now there's a revival of 1776 with all women. Um, Saw that and well, I didn't see the show, but I I saw that, uh, that article about that. Oh yeah. The one that they, posted like recently uh-huh. <laughs> the yeah, review uh-huh. i was like uh-huh. oh the shade <laughs> mm. but i mean but that's that even something as innovative as having an all uh women 17 which is not the first time that's been done i had a friend i think that was also in a production of 1776 that was all women um a couple years ago but again the question you have to ask is what are you trying to accomplish what what is what is the message I think that's that's honestly what it boils down to is the message. What are you honestly trying to get out of it? Because Camelot, it, it, it yeah, something like Camelot don't really, I don't know if it has a message. It's kind of quirky. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think about, like, as it relates to, say, something like television or film like those type of reboots and re it what are they calling oh, yeah. they're not reboots but they're like continuations of a like yeah. yeah something from like 1980 like i know what what is it halloween ghostbusters and something else have recently had sequels that connected from like the first or second movie or something like that yeah like on top of each other to the point where i'm trying to figure out why the hell michael myers is still alive anyway um <laughs> the man burned and was stabbed and was shot and all the things and they yet, never they can never answer why he i was like how is are y'all alive? how was he still here anyway oh, y'all trauma um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you know something like father of the bride like there is a new series with that um, Andy Garcia is playing the father and I actually came across the original uh, the other day with Spencer Tracy and Elizabeth Taylor and I love you know some some good old time movies that'll come across the Turner Classic Movie Channel and you know then you have the version with Steve Martin and it's like something like that like they I mean they even done a 
I think it's a reboot of Cheaper by the Dozen. Gabrielle Union played the mother. Yeah, I saw saw that. And, you know, it's like, it's not to say that there's anything wrong with doing reboots. I mean, you got something like Fresh Prince. It's a completely different spin from the Fresh Prince that our generation grew up with, with Will Smith. And, um, you know, this one is a lot more serious. It definitely takes place in the current times. And I haven't caught up with that either. Don't judge me. So I'm going good. to. But it's, it's well, from what I've heard, it's definitely the show that we would need because of the topics that it brings up and what the characters are going through that they didn't necessarily touch on in yeah. the, the older version. So yeah. I think in some respect, it definitely... If if you're able to show respect to what the original, whatever it was, or whenever it was it was put out, if you're able to put respect on it and give you know your own little spin, you know if you're producing and you know directing it, why not? But then there's some of them that is just like, but do we really need another one of these? <laughs> do we really have to go through the continuation of Michael Myers? I mean, Scream being shot got Scream got number six Scream? on the way. <laughs> number yeah. six is literally on the way yeah and it's like but do we though we you know you had uh that continuation from from charmed some years back you had oh yeah Buffy the vampire it... slayer you had all the cult classics some of the cult yeah. classics that that got their their reboots or revivals and yeah it, it definitely like i said it puts it in a space of as long as it just make some kind of sense as long as the cast brings some flair to it why not but then other times it's like okay y'all could have saved this y'all, y'all could have left this in the reading uh, at, at the uh at the table and no, um, don't even put it on the table put it in the trash uh-uh. <laughs> some of these is unnecessary like every thought uh-uh. don't need to be said now <laughs> every word don't need to be written <laughs> that's just you know I could have, ooh, I want to eat two pizzas. Don't mean I should eat two pizzas today. <laughs> just should not be a thing. But again, it just, it has to be, this is this is the thing that I have a problem with. Don't be innovative for the sake of innovation. Mm. You know, don't be diverse for the sake of being diverse. Because that sounds all good on paper and... Um, for whatever reason, sounds all great and jolly. But how are you, how are you pushing the needle? You know, how are you moving things? Because you could like that. That was the one thing that. So I did see the cheaper by the dozen uh, movie with Gabrielle. You know, I watched it. Um, just, how was it? Well, not. It was forced. It was so forced. <laughs> It was like we got all these different kids and different storylines and this. That. It was just like this is a lot. Like it's like Disney went to a, like a diversity and inclusion like conference and decided no. to just throw <laughs> the entire kitchen sink at it. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Okay. It's just it's just like an anomaly of like diversity hires if they all got to do one show together. <laughs> And I'm just like, okay. I mean, it was entertaining. Yeah, Yeah, it was entertaining. But at the same time, it made me like go. You ever like look at some and you squint your eyes and you tilt your head and you just go, hmm. It was one of those. (laughs) The the Forrest Gump and and Little Forrest head tilt. 
when they're it's at the pond. They're just like, oh. mm. <laughs> I mean, I so, know. okay, in that regard, does it make it worth it? You know, seeing as you, you had cheaper by the dozen with Steve Martin, like I said, there, there weren't no black children in there. The mother no, definitely but, wasn't black. No, but then no. it's like, you have, you know, you they put a different spin onto it. But so is it like, like you're bringing the opportunities forth for everybody to get a piece of the pie? Look, I'm I'm all for an opportunity. I am all, mm-hmm. but but again, you don't have to say yes to everything. <laughs> um, and that's just that's just, maybe that's just me. Uh, I'm I'm very much one of those people like, and it may be different for somebody. This is this is all subjective, mind you, uh, listeners. Everything that we say or I say or Lydia says. Everything is subjective. You can make up your own mind. We're not telling you how to think. We're just voicing our opinion. For Hence me, this is why this is our podcast. Yes, we have our in our thoughts. <laughs> but but yeah. I just, I just, I don't know. I have this like code about me that I can't, at a certain point, just do anything. Because at a certain point, I have to answer t- to to higher powers that be. You're saying this is like from an artist's perspective, like you know, gigs and and yeah, gigs and opportunities, versus like versus as a viewer. Yeah, yeah. As 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 an artist, I I can't just accept every everything. Um, Why not? Tell us. <laughs> well, because like, I, because I, you're an I, artist, I, it's like I, I personally are a dime in a dozen. You know. Look, I personally want to be a part of something that changes the game. Or create something that changes it or puts me in visibility of kids or individuals that look like me that need some type of hope signal that they can also do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that that speaks to me like certain things. I want to say names, but I can't say that. some things that I've done. I've done uh, because the bills had to be paid. <laughs> I mean, we all got you those know, little projects. But there's know. some projects that I've been a part of that really made me come fake. Like so, so when I did Ragtime uh, back in um, back in March and April, <clears throat> I remember you know getting it was one thing, but actually like putting in the work on a daily basis to get it ready and to a point like I had to come face to face with what it means to be a black man <laughs> for real, for real. Especially doing that show. Yeah. And also, I was in Minnesota. Like, I was literally two two hours, if not two, two and a half hours from where George Floyd was killed. Yeah. So, that memorial, and it's... Yeah. yeah. So, coming it's to terms with that, being in that place, being in a place as... It, it did something to me. So, every night, I went out there not putting on a show and dancing and chucking and jiving. But I was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm playing this role and I'm in your face and I'm being very real about what it's like. And that's something that I share with the cast. Uh, when we did Designer Run, I'm like crying after Designer Run. Uh, and mm-hmm. we're sitting there having a conversation. And I was like, y'all, I'm scared. Like, I don't think y'all realize, like, y'all get to go home and you take all these costumes and whatnot. And you are fine. You can you get no like you don't get bothered. You don't get moved by blue lights 
or by people looking at you suspiciously or going and you like you good. Mm-hmm. I don't get a chance. I like I take Cole House's clothes off and I put on Jarius's and me and Cole House still have the same stuff going on. Like it, it, but being a part of that felt like I had done something to kind of move the needle a little bit. Uh, and having those hard conversations, especially when I was getting interviewed and whatnot, just being real about what it was like, uh, and then bringing that back in, in, you know, home when I came back to Atlanta. So, yeah, I got to be a part of something that's that's about something. Um, but also, and in that you regard, know, because Ragtime yeah. definitely is a show that you will see at somebody's theater at least fifteen times throughout the entire season. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah. So would you say like doing that show, it was like like you said, it was necessary just on the case of, you know, why you wanted to be there and be a yeah. representation? Yeah. It's it, it like I said, I was in Minnesota. I was in Duluth, Minnesota, uh, more precisely, which is, like I said, about two, two and a half hours from Minneapolis. And just I, I, I made this post on opening night and I talked about like. You know, I ran out all these names of people who had been killed in Minnesota um, and whatnot. And it's at least like six or six to eight different people have been killed in Minnesota. Um, and I and I and I could feel this like energy like I was doing like it wasn't about me. It was about like me honoring them in a way. Um, yeah. And and that that was a heavy thing. Like like I said, every night I gave my all. Like uh, the the opening performance, I remember getting off Act Two. On which, if you know the musical, Sarah dies at the end of Act One, and they have the funeral till we reach that day, and it's all hopeful and whatnot. And I remember talking to the MD, and I said, "Yeah, can I not sing this?" I don't remember if he said yeah or nay, but I made an executive decision that I was not going to be singing till we reached that day. Jerry's uh, making choices. Look, I said, I'm one of the leads in this show. I'm not singing this song. I will be on a casket, sir. <laughs> bawling out my eyes more than like, which was the truth. I was bawling my eyes out half the time. But I remember getting off the stage and I just sat down in the first dark corner I could find and I just wept my eyes out like and then on the closing night there's a scene uh right before everything starts going bad in act one after my you know the car gets trashed and everything and um it goes into uh justice on the the sequence justice and the song justice and I'd just been called the like the N-word for like the fourth time in the show. And I, you know, I, this is our last show. So I've heard this word a bunch at this point. But that thing hit differently that day. You know, I I I am the like the way they set up the trashing of the car wasn't like an actual car or anything, but they had this silhouette of something being beaten. And all I could think about was Bloody Sunday. And you know, civil rights marches and sit-ins and, you know, all these images and sense and, and these feelings. So much so, I could barely get through the song because I was crying so hard. So I finally got off to the song and I just remember dropping um, to the ground off the wings and just like crying in agony. Like I had just been like 
hurt. And I was like, y'all just, all I kept saying was, y'all, y'all just don't understand. Um, and they were like, what, what? I was like, y'all just don't, like, what it means, like, what this means, what this symbolizes. So I say all that to say, if I'm going to do something and I challenge a lot of artists to do something, be, do and be a part of something that's, that's going to be impactful. Uh, I get, we all got bills and, and, and we all, but at the end of the day, I want to look back and be like, I, I, I was a part of something that changed something for someone else. I'm a big believer as I've gotten older that a lot of opportunities and shows and things that we are a part of have nothing to do with us. Like we're talented, but it's in service of something else greater. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and that's why I, I, I love new voices because it's in service of, of, of greater. Uh, now, new voices may not always be good either. If if I'm a play devil's advocate, new voices may not be the bee's knees at the time. You might need a little, little revival to, you know, get the people in the door, especially because we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> so, um, you know, there are not a lot of people. That was one thing that I noticed uh, being in New York back in, in, in th- the theater. And, you know, you see the seats and like people are there, but it ain't like it ain't bussing, bussing, but it's almost getting back there. Um, and as so, as you like know, attendance. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, attendance is like here and there. Um, traveling is running, going up, at least in New York, because you get out of that evening show and Times Square is just like. I need to go home. <laughs> like, it's just too many people out. Um, but, yeah, but I know something like a strange loop. The, the, the Look, the Peoples was in there. Like, they was, we was packed. Mm-hmm. We was packed. We were shoulder to show. And be, because I think the word has gotten out how important something like this is. Uh, and I talked to a girl who I didn't even know next to me for, like, the before the show and after the show, like we just talked about all these different things and, and she was an actress as well. And it's like, okay, this is, this is needed. Um, I, I don't want to see another, my fair lady revamp. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you know, it, you know, I, I just don't. And I, I think visibility is what we should strive for going forward. Like, why not show the why not show the playground and your toys? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know I love my analogies. <laughs> I do too. But yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. Uh it's it's kinda like it's twofold because even in the film and TV realm, when you love an original like I love, love the original Sparkle with Irene Kara. I've never seen. Sorry, okay, so the fine. next time you want to judge me about seeing something, <laughs> you can't. Um, oh no, but we no, talking like, about that extensively. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's one of my favorites. The storyline, of course, it's it's so deep. You know, just for the perspective of Irene Cara, who plays sister. Um, no, I'm sorry, she plays Sparkle, duh, and sister is you know the pinnacle of the black woman back in the time of like the 70s and this is during at the height of like you know the crack epidemic and 
just the essence of what the the movie brings, what the story brings. It's so good. And then you had Aretha Franklin who did the soundtrack, like the complete soundtrack. It basically was another album of hers. Years later down the road, you have the reboot with Whitney Houston, who plays the mother. You have Jordan Sparks, who plays Sparkle. And it's like, you have the names. That That's another thing. You have, you know, a lot of things with these revivals and these reboots. They have the names who will drive it. And it's not to say that that's, you know, a terrible idea. I mean, when you got to get the story out there, when you got to get the the shmoney to get it, bring the names in. And of course, being a big old fan of the one and only, the voice, Whitney Houston, I went to watch it. It's not my favorite. But, you know, it still brings that flair to the story that the original definitely had. Um, but again, just as a lover of the original, I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of biased. Another one that I am more of a fan of is Grease 2. <laughs> so I always get... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so much <laughs> Run that back. I love... You said you what? I love... Now, I love Grease. I love Grease. Mm-hmm. I love the original. I, okay, uh-huh. I, I heard that part. I love and favor more towards Grease too. Y'all, we gonna I close out the show now. Uh, see, y'all, see, y'all see, it be, be your own people. It be your own people. You y'all see that? Easy. You see that there? Uh, see. Catch us next week. We Haters, they gonna off- hate. And players, look, we, they gonna play. Look, we gotta have an off, go off camera, off uh, <laughs> studio uh, they talk. They ain't got nothing to do. See, it'd be all the people. Second but no, one? okay. I love it. I love it. It's it's. I I love it. So you got Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, who was true. literally just an all around badass before this is this is way before she did Catwoman. So. You know, she's talking about she was a cool writer. Like this is when they they're in the essence of the of the 60s. So it's like, you know, it's the leather jackets, it's the motorcycles, it's everything. And of course, you had, you know, the original. You got John Travolta. You got Olivia Newton-John. You got all the names, right? Grease 2 didn't necessarily have all of the names. But for me, it was just like the story was so good. And if you're like a musical theater head, which a lot of friends who I say this to, Case in point, Jerry is quiet. Um, they are just like, what? What do you mean? Like, it's not the original. Like, it's terrible. It's bad. The music. It's. I got the soundtrack in my in, in, in CD form. It's, not listen, CD. it's my fave. I do. I do. But to just my, defense, my point I don't of, like either, either, either one, just by the way. <laughs> see, how you going to go off and be well, like, okay. I'm like, if what? I had to and choose even, one, it would be Grease 1. But like, I mean, the original, it's, it is what it is. I mean, that's the one that you're going to get, you know, reboot after reboot. I mean, they're, they're even doing it on uh, Royal Caribbean. Like there's literally. Oh, that's right. They are doing it. Yeah. So they're like, like, yeah. So you're going to get more out of the original Grease more than you would Grease too. But that's just the saying of like, you know, the, the necessariness of having a reboot or a revival of something that is so good as an original. I mean, taking point Sister Act. Love Sister Act, but Sister Act Two, Sister you can't Act go slap. wrong with Sister Act Two. Sister that, Act Two, like, most people don't even remember what goes on in Sister Act until 
it comes on TV and it's like, oh, oh that's right. That's how she met the nuns. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, no, yeah. <laughs> but you it's got the names in season. It's just right too. Slaps. Yes, yes. Right. Yes. You got come on, you got Miss Lauren Hill. You got Cheryl Lee Ralph. Ralph. That's that's yes. Auntie, you know? Yes. So yeah, I mean, it it's like I said, it's twofold. When you have oh, originals that just made such a big impact and then you come back and it's just like okay we're gonna make a sequel it's like okay and then you watch it like all yeah. the all the renditions of cars like we're getting into the animated Dang, like i, I still, for all, I still gotta for all my third one see you, you you lose yourself but you <laughs> I, I am definitely like you know talking about you know nerd fandom oh yeah love animated films love i mean big 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 fan of like harry potter Oh yeah. There are but there's books that goes along with those. So that's different. But you have all these different reboots and all these different like, you know, spin-offs. So those that's another thing. You got yeah. Secret of Dumbledore. You got um Which I just about watched. the about the beast. Like it's there's so many ways that these projects can definitely take. But that's what but that's then what it's I'm just saying. like, but do we need but that's what I was saying. Like, if, if, if you're going to do it, how are you Annie and up? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, do it. Do your little sequel, girl. Do it. Do it. Let the kids hear you. <laughs> do it. But um, what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> like, how how are we shaking the table? How are we making, you know, things? Right. Is this one of those that we're just coming? Or are we going to, like, swipe the full tablecloth like, off and yeah. all of the glass is going to stay there? It's like, ooh. Because that was the one thing that so I'm a I'm a horror junkie. So I like horror. Hated uh, it. Not not like <laughs> so like not I can't do like I can't do like poltergeist kind of stuff, but I can do like a little slash, a little killer, you know, a little Freddy, a little oh, Michael, yeah. a little Jay, you know, I can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. But I can't don't don't give ghost, me the spirits and, mm -mm, and my spirit don't mess with that spirits. Mm -mm. Dolls and no, 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 no. But uh so I remember when I saw the Halloween that came out back in what 2018, 2019 that started the new trilogy with Jamie Lee Curtis when she's older. Yeah, I remember seeing that first one and going like, "Holy hell, this is good!" Uh, because it, it, it just even in her interview, she talked about you know this movie is about what it's like to be a survivor and a fighter and trauma and everything and. You know, we've had these long conversations over the past couple of years about trauma and, you know, mental health awareness and, and how to tackle that. And there, you know, so it was interesting to see it, the message in a different vein with some, you know, with a character that we all know all too well about at this point, walks slow and carries a butcher knife. Like, but then just seeing like that character shift from like, because th that the new trilogy takes place after the very first Halloween. They said, bump all that other stuff that came. <laughs> they said, we're going to start from the original. Um, so, yeah, it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we're going to do a sequel or anything like that, how are we anteing up? How are we breathing in a new message for the next generation? Um, yeah. God knows how many Transformers they should not have made. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, y'all could have ended with Never Shiloh, but y'all... Y'all had to do two more. I have all of them. I'm sorry to say that I have all of them. Oh no, it's fine. I, <laughs> that's just that's just one. Well, that was one of my favorite things. Like as a kid growing up, was Transformers and Beast Wars, which I'm so excited is coming to the screen finally. 
Um, but yeah, it's, 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 and, and even like new voices and how they evolve over time. We see that with like Jordan Peele on uh, Jordan Peele just dropped his last uh, trailer for Nope. Uh, which I'm still, I'm still kind of like, it reveals kind of what it's about, but I'm still kind of like, huh? Yeah, it's like trailer by trailer. It's like, okay, bro, like you're telling us the movie. And that's things with trailers now. They're putting so many nuggets in the trailer yeah. that it's like, damn it, I don't even have to watch it. That's what, like, yeah, Marvel stopped doing that. Um, yes. They started like delaying when they released their trailers. Like they don't give you too long to think about it. They maybe give you like two months or so before the movie, movie even drops. Or maybe three if you're lucky. And then they're like, all right, here y'all, here you go. <laughs> here you a little taste. Here um, you go. <laughs> but but yes, you know I'm saying like it, it has to keep evolving because if you don't evolve, you might as well just go pick out your casket now. <laughs> like that's just how I feel. I feel like if you are not challenged, this this goes. I'm gonna shift gears real quick. This goes for uh, theater industry stuff and life. I feel like the the best way to attack life is to try to keep evolving and being curious about more like trying to figure out where you fit into different pockets or not even fit in where do you want to put yourself into a position to just exist in your fullness of who you are and what you want to do i feel like our work you know there's the saying that art you know imitates life so i feel like if we're going to be artists if we're going to really do this thing how are we evolving and growing in our artistry as our life and the world evolves around us and how do we comment on it because that's all that's all it is at a certain point entertainment is commentary on what's happening around you but yeah that's that's just my two cents but what what are your final thoughts um before we close out uh the table yeah i i mean like i said there are so many you know beautiful shows out there whether it's, you know, on stage, on screen, where sometimes it's like, it's good. It's good by itself. It's good to just like have it where it is. And if there is a producer out there that's like, I want to reboot this. I want to revive this and bring it to the people. Sometimes, you know, there, there, there are ones that are just like, yeah, we, we need that for right now. So that, you know, today's generation can get a splice of what, that show was about and you know you had the ones that you know get the new spin on it and it's like okay yeah that's cool but sometimes it's like but do we really need another one of these but you know when when you have folks that got that producer money and they're just like why not i want to do this it's my money and i want to do what i want with it now it's like all right cool and you know as a as a as a viewer you can either choose to dive into it and watch it and appreciate it or not as an artist, like you said, I, I definitely continue to take the words from a good friend who said, if it's not for the heart, the wallet, or the resume, if it doesn't knock off at least two of those things, then more than likely I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to, you know, even begin to say yes. But some of the times it's like you have those opportunities that come a dime and a dozen. And it's like, I mean, absolutely. Especially if it's an original that's, you know, being revived over and over again it's still, you know, something to be proud to join in on. So, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a doozy to jump into, but 
I feel like, you know, certain originals are good without the revivals and sometimes they're needed. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Ooh, ooh, child. Okay. This is a good well, one. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a rabbit hole. It's, it's such a rabbit hole, but it's, it's conversation. It's a conversation starter, which is, is right. which is what we strive for. We want the conversation to keep it going. So, all right, y'all. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back with BTR moment to close this thing on out. So y'all keep it locked. See y'all in a minute. All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. So this is our BTR moment. This is our breathe, think, release. This is where we just take a quick moment to wrap up everything uh, in a nice little bow for our episode before we sing you off back into the world. But yeah, I feel like if you are not chatting, this this goes, I'm going to shift gears real quick. This goes for uh, theater, industry stuff, and life. I feel like the the best way to attack life is to try to keep evolving and being curious about more like trying to figure out where you fit into different pockets or not even fit in where do you want to put yourself into a position to just exist in your fullness of who you are and what you want to do i feel like our work you know there's the saying that art you know imitates life so i feel like if we're going to be artists if we're going to really do this thing how are we evolving and growing in our artistry as our life and the world evolves around us? And how do we comment on it? Cause that's all, that's all it is at a certain point. Entertainment is commentary on what's happening around you. New work, old work, new shoe, new shoe, whatever. Um, it, 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 it all has its place. Um, one thing that I said in the table read uh, about art imitating life we want to keep evolving, keep being curious, keep uh, using your voice in a way that pushes the envelope forward, because I truly believe that there's someone out there that is waiting on your product um, or waiting for you to be in a show that, you know, makes the heart kind of do a little twinge and the stomach kind of, oh, okay, all right. Like Lydia said, if those, if, if, if it doesn't, you know, hit the, the head, the wallet, uh, the heartstrings of the resume, like, you know, we got to at least get two of those on there. So challenging yourself and challenging what you uh, are a part of is something that I truly believe you should think about. Uh, you want to go into the situation that kind of, like I said, just pushes that envelope, pushes you to new heights, pitches the world to new heights. Um, so you have a moment like I had when I saw a strange loop, you leave the theater going, I want to talk about this. I want to, I want to discover this. I want to understand more about this uh, because what happens is it goes into your vault of your humanity and your understanding of the world. And it makes you a whole, uh, a well-rounded and a, and a worldly appreciative person of all the people and the things that you interact with. Um, so as much as I love a good sequel, I'm ready for some new voices. I'm ready for some innovation, not just the sake of innovation. I'm ready for truly 
seeing some impactfulness coming out of our world, out of our people, and the acceptance to just exist in the world uh, the way you are and the way you see the world, and just putting it out there. Um, there's so many great things that are actually coming out soon with new writers and and new uh, innovators in the game. Uh, I know The Met recently just had Fire Shut Up In My Bones, which is a new uh, opera that was written by uh, a black man and has an entirely black cast, if I'm not mistaken. Innovation. Um, and just seeing how that's progressed. So we need stuff like that from different pockets. Um, yeah. So that should be TR moment. So the key word is innovate and push the needle. All right. That's that's all I got. That's all I got, y'all. <laughs> that's how it's done. <laughs> all oh, right, man. y'all. Well, we appreciate y'all for always tuning in. Yep, yep. Be sure to tune into the rest of our episodes from season three. You can also hit us up. You can check us out on IG at Black Table Read. You can even email us any questions that you have, blacktableread at gmail.com. And just, you know, let us know what you would like to hear. Let us know any topics that you would like us to cover. And we would gladly oblige. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go make a turkey sandwich or something. I don't know. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The man's always hungry. Y'all be safe out there, y'all. Continue to uh, love yourselves, love other people, and just be great at what you strive to be great at today. Oh, it yeah. only takes one day to start a One new habit more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all right <laughs> we love y'all continue right, to be y'all. your best selves peace bye